0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial, independent thinking, shared success. And now, today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, May 22nd, 2020, and at this point, all 50 states have permitted reopening in various stages and to varying degrees uh, so far. So all 50 states are now starting to try to claw back some of that economic growth we had. To try to get out of the hole we dug ourselves in. And uh, at least it's a start, everybody. The economic numbers still look pretty bad. But it looks like the bottom came in April. Okay, Doesn't mean we're still not shrinking. We are. We are uh, in May. But the leading economic indicator came out today, and it's kind of pointing. It's not as bad as it was last month. The market PMI came out for May this week, and they weren't as deep as they were the month before either for April. So we still have about 39 million people unemployed. And by the way, that's 10 times the number before the COVID-19 caused us to voluntarily shut down the economy. Ten times. Of course, this developing situation has created a good deal of uncertainty in the market. We've seen lots of volatility. I think we're going to see more, both up and down. And as an investor, here's an important question you should ask yourself, a question that you know other traders are certainly debating. When our economy gets back to speed, what will it look like? The COVID-19 crisis has been and may continue to be transformational, meaning certain industries may never recover fully or may be reconfigured to conform with a new normal kind of lifestyle. Can't you see some of that change be permanent? I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I can see some of it, yeah. So we got a lot of market news and financial questions to discuss today. For investors, what happens with the stock market? Ken, what happens with the stock market in large part is determined by our ability to achieve financial freedom. What we do, it's driven by buyers and sellers. You know, what we think it's worth, what the experts think it's worth, what, you know, hedge funds and mutual funds think what stocks should perform, what shouldn't. We drive the stock prices. We drive it. So. You need to figure that out. Yeah, I understand stocks goes up, stock prices go up when earnings go up. That's generally true, but that's in the long run. In the short run, it's emotionally driven. And now the question is, is that, is the run up we've had in April, was that driven by hope or fact? I have a feeling it's hope. Hope because there is no, the earnings still look really bad. Corporate, we, our economy still stinks. But I think the hope is that we can recover and that the Federal Reserve has provided all the liquidity we need for that to happen, which is true. So let's see what happens. But I still think you need to expect volatility. I'm Steve Peace, and I hope you can call me today. This is a call in show. I want to hear what's on your mind through this Invest Talk radio program and podcast. I'm hoping to make you a better investor. And one way Justin and I do that is by answering your questions. Your questions on the market, the economy, anything financial. Anything financial, we'll think about it. And we all want to think independently. Okay? Because if you're going to group think, you just could do as well or or as poorly as the group. It's up to you. So... That's why I'm thinking we, we need we need to help each other. And this radio show is designed to help you. That's it. So what is on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Okay. My number is 888-99-CHART. The lines are now open. I'm ready to take your calls. And I have mentioned before, and I'll mention again, we, uh, Justin and I, are staying at home because of the COVID-19 travel restrictions and stuff. So so far, you know, we haven't scheduled any in-person uh, in-person uh, meetings, but I will. We plan. I do want to do it, uh, and I will plan before the year end. I'll plan a couple of trips. Sure. Hopefully, we can meet. Meanwhile, we still can review your portfolios. I reviewed like four or five today, and you know, I I, I would love for you to send me your portfolio. We'll take a look at it. And unfortunately, there was a couple that came into me today that I didn't think were very well, um, very well organized or very well the, 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 there was a great lack of, 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 of flexibility in the portfolio. They didn't have enough, uh, options or enough stocks in the portfolio. And remember my cardinal rule? Do not buy a stock that does not make money. That rule applies to everybody, okay? But we, I, that's, I need to look at your portfolio. I'll tell you what I think about it. You know, so if you want, send me an email, go to investor.com or call our offices in Irvine, California. We'll, we'll take, we'll, we'll be happy to take a look at. It. My main talking point today: the sharp edge of volatility cuts deep. In the opinion of one analyst, central bank policies encourage speculation. Many investors are already over their heads. We'll see how accurate he is. Now, the article that I'm referring to, you can read it on our website. It is pretty uh, sophisticated. You'll have to, you may not understand some of the things that he's talking about because it's it's difficult concepts. But we'll we'll get into that. I'm also going to talk about Did you see that China bans, in Wuhan, bans consumption of wild animals? uh, They closed down that wet market. So I wanted to discuss that a little bit. Should you tap into your 401k, laws recently changed, allow you to double what you can take out of there before you retire to 100,000. You can't take it out. You can only borrow it. But should you even do that? And another thing about China, is China going to react to our restrictions? Did you, you, we mentioned earlier this week that they're going to have to comply with the gap rules, general accounting principle rules, as they never had to before. There's a law changed here this week in the United States that all foreign companies have to comply. They'll be listed on our stock exchange, have to comply with general accounting principles, those rules. So... Is China going to retaliate because of that? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Those are the things we're going to discuss, people. But of course, you come first. I come second. What I talk about is not important. What's important is what you want to talk about. The market was mixed today. The Dow was down nine. The Nasdaq up forty, and the S P up seven. Surprise uh, that it was even up, doing that well on a three day weekend. You know, i just think that usually i expected it to be kind of a sell-off today because of the three days you know where things could happen negative things could have positive things happen but traders don't usually like to hold stocks over you know long weekends they get nervous so those traders tend to push the price down okay you're listening to invest talk i'm steve Peasley, and since monday is a holiday and the markets will be closed we have prepared an all-new best of best talk show It will be posted as a condensed podcast and ready for your free download at investtalk.com, plus iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And now I'm here ready to to provide unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. We are taking your calls live, 888 99Chart.
2: You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday. And there's now some optimism in the air, with states reopening and economic activity resuming. So you'll have finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls. eight 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 ninety nine chart Hey, Steve and Justin, thank you for answering my question. It took me a little bit to play catch up and listen to um, the past uh, podcast. What do you think of ARKW, Arc Next Generation Internet I understand it's not all based on
3: emotions, but it's more so of a philosophy. Thank you for answering this question.
1: Okay, this is an exchange traded fund, an ETF investing in companies that are transforming economic sectors due to internet enabled innovation. So I don't know what's in that. That's it's new fairly new. I, I don't have any idea what's in it. The name sounds great. Of course we want everybody wants to invest in the next generation of innovations on the internet i understand all that but i can't tell uh, be, i would have to delve into the holdings to see if i like the holdings because you know this is kind of not very specific what do you mean the next generation whose idea of the next generation you know maybe they're wrong maybe they're they're, they're thinking in, in next generation's wrong direction you see i'm not saying that I just don't know what's in it. I can't really give you an answer. It's a pretty small ETF. Uh, I like where they are, but I can't tell you if this is the one to be in or not. Can't. My main talking point today concerns this headline, The Sharp Edge of Volatility Cuts Deep. That's volatility sword cuts deep. And this is the opinion of an analyst out there. I'll get it right. Uh, but... What he is talking about is all this money being thrown out by the Fed for all this time to reduce risk, reduce risk, is resulting in people taking more risk in the stock market. Okay, now, there's different ways to take risks in the stock market. He's talking about puts and calls and how companies and hedge funds are using strategies you know, selling options and using strategies that will cause more volatility not less, even though the Fed's trying to dampen volatility with all the money they're putting at it, putting into it so it's kind of counterintuitive here. it's a pretty evolved long article, it's kind of difficult to follow uh, in certain parts of it, but it, it does point out significant risks being uh, uh, implicit in options being bought and sold, okay? Uh, the options are supposedly, you know, helping you reduce the risk when, in fact, more and more and more people, more and more and more companies are trying to to do the same kinds of things, and that increases the risk. It's convoluted, people, <laughs> It is convoluted. So, probably not a good uh, good talking point to try to do over the radio show. And it is a complicated issue. Okay, U.S.-China uh, tensions are increasing. We know that, right? And the market, you know, when I say we, I'm talking about the investors out there. We know it. Secretary of State Mike, Mike uh, Pompeo had openly condemned China's proposed national security law for Hong Kong, warning that the passage of the legislation would be a death knell for Hong Kong autonomy. The controversial national security law, which is expected to ban sedition, succession, and subversion of the central government in Beijing, is set to be introduced at the annual meeting of the National People's Congress, China's rubber-stamp parliament. So, you know, know, they, they won't do anything but agree to that. So, China has two systems, right? It's got the Hong Kong system and it's got the mainland China system. They have two currencies. And so, they're, they're, their desire is to meld these two systems together for more bringing Hong Kong under more Chinese rule systems and so on and so forth. And it is it is Chinese. It's their territory, you know. So, you know, you can see how they, they want to, Keep pushing all that, and now, of course, that is going to reduce human rights, uh, the human rights of Hong Kong and democracy. And Hong Kong has been protesting for a long time about you know the more stringent rules that China wants to place on them, and it's going to continue. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program five new shows each week, Monday through Friday. And is broadcast and streamed live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. And whenever you have investment questions, I encourage you to contact me or Justin Klein at KPP Financial or explore the podcast library. You can search, listen, and subscribe. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART.
2: Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Feasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com.
3: Hello, Stephen, Justin. This is Ogi from Edgewater, New Jersey. I have a question regarding hedging the market. So I have a portfolio of blue chips, U.S. large stock companies, and I would like to hedge that against a potential downfall in the market, which in hindsight I should have done before this crash, but I think it's maybe not too late to add some hedge. So my understanding is that we can hedge through gold or precious metals. We can hedge with options, option tradings, And the other um, is the inverse index funds, right? However, and that's something that Steve actually mentioned in his last Friday's episode. My question is, which one of these would you prefer to use? And also, my understanding is that the inverse funds, inverse uh, ETFs, are designed to provide short-term exposure because they're not designed as a long-term inverse bet, right? They are shuffled on a daily basis. So how that can erode your portfolio and uh, basically which one of those would you use to hedge the market? Thank you.
1: Okay, well, that's a good question. If you want to hedge against the market, in other words, you want to own things that go in a different direction than the stock market, how do you do it? That's what he's asking. The perfect hedge is bet against those things you own in your portfolio. In other words, things that will go exactly the opposite of what you own. And you can do that. Now, he's talking about gold. Gold is not a perfect hedge because gold goes its own way. Okay, So it could go down with the market. As a matter of fact, it did go down with the market. When the market fell, look at a chart of gold. Use GLD, which is a gold proxy ETF. If you look at that, you'll see that gold went down with the stock market. But it also also rose a lot faster than the stock market, coming back. So it is a decent hedge, not a perfect hedge. Using the ETFs that short the indexes, in other words, they go down exactly. They go up exactly as the stock market goes down. They have one for the Dow and one for the S and P for the Nasdaq, one for the Russell, Russell two thousand, on and on and on. And so you can hold on to your individual stocks that might go down, may not go down as much, may go down more. And you can buy at the same time one of these ETFs that will go in the opposite direction of the stock market. And yes, they are designed for short-term trades, but short-term means less than a year. So, you know, you can hold on to them for longer if you want, but generally they work pretty good as a, a hedge that just protects your portfolio. Why would you do that? Maybe because you, you feel the market's going to go down and you, certainly, and you don't want to sell the stocks you own because if you did, you might have huge capital gains to pay. And you want to avoid that. But you'd also want to avoid the pain of losing value. That's what a hedge could do for you. Okay? So, yeah, those those you also can short. If you have 100 shares of IBM, you can sell short 100 shares of IBM. So selling short means it will go in the opposite direction. So if IBM went down, the 100 shares that you have IBM goes down, these 100 shares you sold short will go up exactly the same. That's called a perfect hedge because it, it nets to zero no matter what happens. Okay? Good question, though. I like the question. Interesting. Okay. Should you tap into your 401k? Because the law changed you know from this COVID virus thing and it's going to go back here shortly I don't know when it will expire but fairly soon um, you can you can borrow against your 401k up to hundred thousand dollars right now borrow borrow not take borrow if you're under you know 60 years old and you can't start taking distributions without a penalty but you've got to pay it back with interest. But the whole concept bothers me of you tapping into a 401k. People are thinking that the 401k is is a rainy day fund. It is not. I'm not I'm saying this because that's the surveys say that's what most people think. Well, it's there in case I need it. No it's not. No. I mean Bogle, one of the most famous investors out there and writes books Feels that the four hundred and one k and the IRA too flexible. You should not be able to touch them. You should be have to put in a certain amount. You should not. You can't. Uh, you can't massage it in any way. You got. You know. He thinks it's should be more structured. I think it just has to be viewed as a fund that you cannot touch until you retire. Okay. Now the pr- problem is. is it's, it's we say it's a retirement account, but there's not there's not a lot of money in that in those accounts by people from age 50 to 59. If you're age 50 to 59, the average the average is 179 thousand, but the median is only 62,700. Meaning that there's some huge 401ks, but there's a lot of little ones. From age 60 to 69, the amount is 188 thousand. Well, that's better than 179, but that's not that much better. But the Median is only 63000 Only a couple $300 more. We don't have enough money. You got to leave your 401ks, your IRAs, alone. Leave it alone. Okay, the race is on for the COVID-19 vaccine, as you know. And, of course, there's going to be lots of rewards, patents being filed. Patents. So my trivia question concerns patents, two parts. When did the concept of patents originate? And when... In which year was the first United States patent issued? I'll have the answer right after the break, but now I'm taking your market financial questions live, 888-99-CHART.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Bumpers. Whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language Visit RosettaStone.com/today. That's fifty percent off, unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off now at RosettaStone.com/today.
2: You are listening to Invest Talk. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned everything upside down, but are we now seeing some light at the end of the tunnel? You've got finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have answers. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART.
1: 888-992-4278. Okay, the trivia question I asked before the break, and the question is, when did the concept of patents originate, and when was the first United States patent issued? Okay, the subject of patents is pretty long. It's complex, too, so I'm going to give you a brief history here it originated in ancient greece patents the concept of legal protection assumed greater importance in the 15th century venice the 15th century of venice means it was in the 1400s and why was why was it that why was it more important because venice had a huge and very uh, very significant glass blowing industry and they wanted to protect it glass blowing blowing of glass Still do, by the way. I was in Venice, and yeah, well, don't. it was a fun to take a glass glassblowing tour. The first patent granted in the United States was 1790. Across history, governments created patents for two reasons. The first was to stimulate interest in research and find solutions to problems that vexed the nation and the world. The second was to promote broader pro, pro, promote the broader good of the country. Although some drugs became industrial goods sold as early as 1800s, most pharmacists and physicians participating in the discovery and study of therapeutic agents have opposed their patenting, if not the commercialization. You can see why, can't you? If you can't, let's ask the question. In the modern era, the pharmaceutical industry invests great resources and hopes in obtaining a drug patent, which would give them an economic advantage for a period of years, 20 years or so. Your portfolio may include some publicly traded pharmaceutical companies that have patents or have patents that are going to expire. And to watch, okay, when you're investing in those companies. For example, Abv, A-B-B-V, was founded in 2013. By 2018, it, its revenue exceeded $32 billion patents. Okay, bonus fact. The subject of pharmaceutical uh, pharma patents is controversial and many experts think the patent system being used to delay patient access affordability to a point well beyond what Congress intended. The world's top selling brand drug Humira from AVI, treats arthritis and other chronic conditions on the market since 2002. 132 patents may block competition for up to 39 years because of the patent system being I think, abused. Personally, I don't mind granting companies patents for a period of time because it does cost a lot of money to develop these drugs. But they're getting around the time limits by doing different things, filing different patents on different ways of making it, and, you know, uh, and or different different amounts of act, uh, active ingredients in the in the drug. I mean, it's it's really annoying. It really is. Anyways. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Let's go to Mike and Hercules. How are you doing, Mike? Hi, Steve. How are you? Great show. Thank you. Thanks
3: for the call. Yeah, I I had a two-part question. Um, uh, uh, The the stock is uh, Coupa Software, symbol C O U P. Just want to know what you thought and what one does when a stock that you've been holding on to for a long time runs up so much it becomes a large percentage of your portfolio.
1: Very good question. Okay, let's talk about the stock first. Coupa Software, done very, very well, developed cloud-based spend management platforms that connect several organizations. So you can understand why that's been very popular. I mean, 2015, they lost money. 2016, they lost money. All the way up to 2018, they lost money. But ever since then, they've been making money. And their growth rate is in the 30 to 50% every quarter. So, therefore, they're going to make, you know, it's done very well. The stock is selling for $227.48, up huge today. What's that, 7% today? Uh, I mean, up $15 today. Uh, they're only going to make $0.60 a share next year. So, that it tells you how expensive the stock is. It's very, very expensive because it's growing very, very fast. So, when a stock becomes too dominant, Mike, of your portfolio, you trim it. We've been doing that with Apple for years. You know, and you could say, well, you just should have kept Apple and held on to it. Yeah, but the more it dominates your portfolio, the higher the risk of that portfolio. And your job is to grow your money steadily and consistently. Not try to hit home runs all the time, but always get some singles and doubles. You know, hit a home run once in a while. Like, this looks like a home run. I would probably trim it. Maybe if you, let's say it's 10% of your portfolio. I'd probably trim it down to five. And But let the other five run. That's what I would do. If it goes back up to 10%, I'd trim it again. That's how I would, that's how we do it. That's how I do it. Just, uh, you know, just so they don't become too dominant of your portfolio. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Here's a reminder: Since Monday is a holiday and the markets will be closed, we have prepared an all-new best of InvestTalk show for you. It'll be posted on, as a condensed podcast and ready for your free download at InvestTalk.com, plus iTunes, Google Play, Google Play, and Spotify. You can download from there. Okay, it's Friday, everybody. So I always take a quick look at the newsletter, as you know. The KPP Premium newsletter goes out every Friday. You know, to subscribers. And I started off to this this week. A number of economic reports for April and May were released yesterday. That was Thursday. Initial job claims for last week showed another 3.3 million jobs disappeared, and there is increasing speculation that these jobs will be permanently lost. So these are you know they're going to be gone forever. We have to get back to work, and of course we're opening up. That hopefully that may turn that around. The thing is that employers are no longer able to hold on to their employees after so many weeks of being shut down. Many people, including their employers and myself, assumed that once the curve of the infection rate flattened, folks could get back to work. But that didn't happen. That hasn't been the case. Because the curve had been flattened for some time for a number of places. So that assumption made employers keep employees longer than they would have the lack of business, but now they just can't afford it. They just can't. I Also released this week the LEI, leading economic indicator, report for April. It came in as negative 4.4%, but that was better than March's negative 7.4%. And the market PMI also had similar, you know, the services and manufacturing sector. The numbers were bad, but not as bad as the month before. So the question is, some people think we're gonna have a V-shaped recovery. I don't think so. I just don't think so. Because I do think some of those jobs are permeable. Okay, there's a lot more information, right? There's in that. For portfolio Management section, we're talking about motions and driving the markets and where, you know, uh, where is apparent that there's you know, the two emotions only there's only two emotions. I've said this many times fear and greed. That's only two emotions that drive investors and in the stock market fear and greed okay fear of missing out fomo fear of missing out is one of the emotions uh, we I talked about uh, when that's the, that's when a stock price rapidly rises and suddenly you realize hey I missed out on that hey I want to get in on that and that's usually a mistake a mistake don't don't you heard me say this don't chase performance. What you do is you find good fundamental stocks. You buy them for the long run and you use charts to help you decide where you should buy them. But don't chase them just because they've gone up. Doesn't mean you'd never buy companies just because they've gone up, but that's not the reason you should be buying companies because they've gone up. Stock ideas. I gave some ETFs, some hedging I've been talking about gold, and that's when I talked about silver. Silver. Because that silver looks like it's going to, looks like it's trying to catch up to gold to me. So I mentioned that. Okay. And I talked about if you're ready to fly, I gave some suggestion. Fly me in the airplane. I gave some, some be- suggestions to keep you safe. So if you're flying, you can insist on having the middle seat vacant. You know that right now? You can insist on having the middle seat vacant. If they don't, you can cancel your flight and get your money back. Okay, that's an attempt by the airlines to keep social distancing. Okay, and I also, you know, I also raised some questions in your mind. I encourage you to reach out to Justin and me at, at the KPB Financial for this. You know, there's other things in that newsletter that I put in there. There's usually four sections. So if you want to talk about it, you can call me, call Justin. We'll be happy to talk about it. You can subscribe, you can subscribe directly to InvestTalk.com, and as after subscribing, you can receive our full report every Friday directly in your email box, every week, every week. So, if you have any questions, give us a call. So let's keep things moving. Here comes another caller question from 888-99-CHART.
3: Hi, my name is Mo, and I have a question regarding the Ford company, and P G and E, would you uh invest in those? I'm talking about long term investment. Thank you and have a great day. Bye bye.
1: Okay, P G and E Corporation engaged in the generation and distribution of electricity and natural gas in northern central California. You know the problems they've had. They've um you know, as far as the fires. I would I would this is my personal opinion. I, I would stay away from P G and E. Uh, uh Because, you know, California is very, very litigious state. Everybody wants to blame the power company when there's those wildfires. And any hint of that, some uh, electrical wire caused a fire, they're going to be blamed. And they're going to have to pay for it. And, you know, they caused, it, caused them to bankrupt last time. Now I'm not saying they're they're guilt free. I'm not. That's not the issue. That the issue is not whether they're guilty or not guilty. The issue is they have to defend themselves all the time, and it's a very litigious state. So I would not get into an electrical electrical generation company in California. Go to some other state. Forget about forget about a utility electrical utility in California. I I wouldn't do it. Too risky. Too risky. Okay, now if you look at the numbers, you'll say, okay, it's gonna make four dollars next year and it's eleven dollar stock. Man, that's cheap. I mean that PE is what three? How? Well it's only cheap if they don't go bankrupt because get keep getting sued. So and they've gone bankrupt before, so yeah, you know, I mean I I just wouldn't 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 do it. Eight 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 nine nine, charge that our number, everybody. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. 992 4278 Okay. Um, China is going to... Is China going to react to the law we passed this week that said that they have to comply to li- be listed on our exchanges? They have to comply with general accounting principles? And you know what? They should be. They should have been doing it all along. Why they didn't ma- makes no sense. Makes no sense. We're finally getting... To the point where you know, hey, China, you gotta told a line here. We've been letting you get away with this kind of stuff for a long time. You know, you gotta, you gotta do what we do now. Mind you, our companies can lie and cheat with their with with their general accounting principles too. I mean, it happens. But you gotta at least report in a certain way so we can understand what you're doing. But the question is, are they going to retaliate because of this? and I, I, I don't if, I don't think so I they might rattle a saber or two you know get upset and mad and you know whatever but I don't think they're really going to be all you know why you know why I don't think they're going to do they need to trade a lot more than we do okay we're the, one, we're the biggest trading partners we don't need them you know as far as our economy they need trade a lot more than we do, okay. Um, and they're going to have to, you know. There's a the, the. I think the entire world is waking up to the fact that China, you know, is no longer some kind of developing country. They are developed. And why is everybody giving them a break? Everybody meaning not just the United States, but around Europe too, and Japan, everywhere. You know why? Why should we? You know, be so so. Uh, best, you know so. I don't know, uh, non-confrontational with them when it comes to trade. I I don't see why we should do that. So I don't, but they need it so much more than we need it at this point. And therefore, you know, of course they could, you know, just get mad and do what they want, but, you know, they need the world trade worse than we do by far. So, yeah, they're going to try to do this or that, but I have a feeling, you know, if we stick to our guns, I think we will prevail. Okay, I think we can fit another call question. 888-99-CHART is our number.
3: Hi there, it's uh, Ed from Syracuse, New York. have got a question about buying options, specifically puts on Williams-Sonoma, WSM. Thanks very much.
1: Okay, a put option is where you put the the stock to somebody else okay so you sell an option uh to allow you to put that stock at a certain price to somebody else within 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 uh within uh a certain period of time most options expire on the third friday of every month so a put option allows you to put it to some somebody so you know to ask the question it the way you ask it, I don't know what price you're talking about. So how do I know if it's a good price to buy the option? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have enough information to answer that question. And I'm not an options guy, by the way. You need to talk to Justin. He's more, it's more tuned on options than I. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here. To help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART.
2: You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Tuesday. States are beginning to reopen, but not everyone thinks it's a good idea. And you've probably got some good finance and investment questions. Steve and Justin would like to hear from you now. Call Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Yeah, my name is Art from Pasadena. I have a question about Jacob Engineering. The symbol is J, and the second one is FLU, FLR. I have it both of those. I don't know whether to keep it or sell it. Can you advise me, please? Thank you very much.
1: Okay, just for future reference, we can only do one stock at a time. I got lots of callers, and it's just—it just I can't. You know, I have to type it all into the software, and and then I got to retype the new one. I got to read briefly what's—you know—it's just very difficult. Jacobs Engineering, I kind of like Jacobs Engineering, provides technical, professional, and construction services to industrial, commercial, and government aid clients. You know why I like it? Think of all the money the government's going to be spending. Think of the, the package they're working on now. Trillion, two trillion, three trillion, whatever the number is, it's in the Trillions. That means there's got to be a lot of engineering. You're going to rebuild bridges or make new roadways or whatever you're going to do, you're going to need engineers first to figure it out. That's why I kind of like Jenkins of Engineer. Sales are increasing, have been increasing, you know, 10, 11% pretty consistently for a year, 8 to 13%. Uh, so I kind of like it. They're going to make $5.84 next year. Uh, and it's a $77 stock. So it's not super expensive. It's not super cheap either. But you know what? I'd like the free cash flow of almost $6 a share. Debt is very low. I mean, they really got some good good points going for them. Uh, they, they pay a small dividend of, of 1%. And it's a $10 billion company. Jenkins Engineering is not small. So it's got heft. And I like that they're in the construction, industrial, and governmental business. So I kind of like Jacob's Engineer. On a chart, this would probably be a good place to buy it. The low came in around $62.50. Got up as high as 85 Now it's pulled down again. So I, I think, and it bounced up the last three, four days. I, I think it's a good place to buy it. Really Jacob's Engineer. Thanks for the call. 888-99-CHART, did you hear or read that Wuhan, I mean China, actually the central government, has made Wuhan cut, shut down their, uh, their wet market, selling live animals, wild animals for food. You know, they sold bats, snakes, lions, tigers, peacocks, you know, different animals for food. They made them shut it down. Now... The federal government in China, the Chinese main government, made them shut it down. Now, I, I'm pretty convinced. I think most people are kind of pretty convinced. That's not that's not where the COVID virus came from. It came from that lab that's right in Wuhan, and they, who was they were who were testing these kinds of viruses. It just happened to spread to that market first. That's what it was. That's what most people believe. But we'll probably never know for sure because China is not going to tell us. It's a closed system. Closed system. So I think it's good. It certainly can't hurt. Can't hurt. Okay. Coronavirus is dampening our summer fun. We all know that, right? It really is. Even though Dana Point, I noticed when I rode my bike yesterday, that they're open, but San Clemente beaches are not. Dana Point beaches are. But, you did you know what is soaring in sales blow up swimming pools those little pools that you can blow up and put water in you can't find them they're they're sold out in many stores so that's how you can have some summer fun get a blow up pool (laughs) okay (laughs) so the, these are inflatable, right? So you fill them up with water, and you jump in them, and you don't have to go to the beach, or any, or, or spend a hundred thousand dollars and build your own pool. So, I, I it's funny that there, I, I was looking for one uh, last last week because I have a lot of nieces, nephews, and now their children coming over. I have a swimming pool, but the little ones like the little pools, and I couldn't find them. They're gone. I'm T. Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. Since Monday is a holiday and the markets will be closed, we have prepared an all new Best of Invest Talk show for you for Monday. It will be posted as a condensed podcast and ready for your free download at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Bye.